Hey, 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 I'm Michelle. And I'm Greta. We are girlfriends who have always been seekers. We love learning, sharing, and most of all, we love having those soul-to-soul moments with our girlfriends. Our podcast is about spiritual connection and sisterhood. You are not alone. So grab your glass, get comfy, and join us as we make some noise, light up the room, and get get into it. Welcome, Candice Rebolo. Am I saying your last name correctly? Rebollo, close enough. Oh, that's so much prettier. Look at that. I'm glad you've corrected me. For the second time, welcome. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. I'm happy to be here again. I really am. Yes, we appreciate you so much. We tried to record another time and had some technical situation happen. And so... Candace was so gracious and amazing and kind to just be like, yes, I'll re-record with you girls again, <laughs> which we we appreciate you so much for doing this. Oh, I'm happy to. The synergy was so good. It's like I, I needed to. I needed to hop back on. I think you did. And I think there was a reason for that, too, because my thought was... I don't know, maybe there was somebody that needed to come through and speak to us that, you know, didn't have the opportunity last time because part of your gifts, which you will speak to us about shortly, is your psychic abilities and mediumship. And so we want to dig into all of that stuff too. So we're super excited to have you today. So Candice, she practices in opening the third eye, breath work. She's a detox facilitator, psychic channel and medium, and human design and astrology. So we're going to find out what all that good stuff is. I love it. Yes. I'm so excited to share more about these aspects as well. And my mediumship journey has basically led me to all the other journeys. You know, my psychic mediumship is it's really like my pillar. It's the core of who I am and what I do, how I manifest. And so it's a great passion of mine to teach because I think, especially for women, when we are centered in our intuition and our innate knowingness, and we practice that, we practice receiving the downloads that we need to see, hear, understand about our lives, things start to really transform. <laughs> I love that. So exciting. And I do think women are starting to get more in touch with this. We're starting to remember who we are. I mean, there's been such a big chunk of society that's tried to hide all of that from us and make us forget. 100%. I mean, you can, you can look at it throughout time, right? Like Salem witch trials and the rebellious kind of empowered women always getting squashed throughout history. And it's a light worker persecution imprint. It really is. It's funny because a lot of the women that I train now, they're working through those same fears in past lifetimes of these persecutions, of these, you know, quote unquote, wrongdoings, when really it's just who and what we are. And the more we embody it, the more we can empower ourselves, our families, you know, our relationships. So how did you even get started on this path? The path, you know, looking back on my life in its entirety, I see that this was definitely part of what I came to embody in this lifetime because it would be the key resource to helping me get out of a lot of the pain. So I had a really, really tough upbringing. I experienced basically all forms of abuse that any child can experience on a pretty regular basis. And so I had this knowing, this this just understanding that as I got older, I was going to have to heal these things 
and then teach other people how to do it too. And at the time you're a little girl, literally, I can remember hearing this, these downloads and I'm like three, four, five years old, even now, what does a three, four and five-year-old know about like healing and unpacking the trauma that they don't even know they're currently experiencing. Right. But I would, I would hear these messages. And so As I got older, I found channeling and mediumship, even though it already had been there, I just didn't know it was happening. I had found a a class that helped me more formalize, more formally get to know my gifts. And as I did, I started to see that I was, the main thing that I was starting to do was go back and unpack all the trauma that I had experienced in my childhood so that I could find my worthiness again, so that I can really integrate all those parts of myself that I had left scattered about from, you know, the really rough times I had as a, as a child. And then later in relationships because of that childhood. So I had to reclaim all those parts of myself. And how did I do it? I did it with my mediumship gifts. I did it with my channeling. I did it with my ability to see and look in the mirror, you know, even though it's not always easy to do that. And as I started to reclaim all those parts of myself, synchronicity, aligned. And and then I was able to take the gifts and help others. And, you know, through synchronicity, through, through, again, staying committed to my journey, I was able to expand this in a whole business where now I make multiple five figures a month as a psychic medium and training other psychic mediums and in other certification courses I offer. And so really the whole process of finding my gifts was through healing the pain that I experienced and intuitively knowing I had to heal that pain not just for myself, but my entire lineage. So that when I have children, you know, they actually have a chance to actually be themselves, their authentic souls and not have all of this packed on trauma to clear before they can see themselves. And that's ultimately my goal and dream now as a psychic medium and as a woman, you know, who wants to one day be a wife and a mother. These are the things that I've always thought about because with the the past I came from, I knew I was going to screw it up if I didn't help myself see through the journey of healing. And I would have repeated all the same processes. And thank God that I found, you know, my psychic mediumship gifts and found spaces to be able to expand them and now offer them because there's a lot of, I want to say, families and and children being saved from having to go through reoccurring processes of the same traumas that I, we oftentimes grow up in. Absolutely. And just to kind of define some things for our listeners, I know there's some people out there who might be sitting here thinking, really, what is the difference between a psychic and a medium? Are those interchangeable words? And then terminology like downloads. I mean, I have an idea of my own mind what that means, but there may be people going like, what is she talking about right now? So before we get like too much deeper in, can we just have a little bit of clarity around what that all means? Absolutely. So psychics can also be mediums and mediums can also be psychics. They're very interchangeable. There is a difference between what I feel to be psychic information and intuition, though. What I feel is the difference is psychic information can kind of be what your auric field, what your light body is picking up from other people's light bodies, right? It's like this ability to receive locally. That's what I like to say. Now, intuition, I feel is something that comes from higher. Downloads and intuition, I feel is something that comes from source energy, your guides, your angels. This is where loved ones come into place and start speaking through us too. That's that's intuition. That is when you're receiving from a higher source, a higher dimension, I like to call it. 
And again, your psychic information is kind of what's kind of here that you're like tasting and sampling and can pick up sort of on your own. Yes. And we all have some level of these gifts, right? It's just how much you develop it. I mean, we've all walked into a room and had like an icky feeling or whatever it may be. There's that like, oh, I don't want to be in here. And you don't know why, but. Exactly. Oh, channeling and, you know, the way I teach it, it's done through your guides. I teach you how to channel with guides, with your angels, your higher self first, because it acts as a buffer for those moments when we're tapping into energy that is not that great. It's kind of like it offers this layer of light and a buffer, if you will. But channeling, psychic work, mediumship work, it's like an instrument. You know, some people can pick up a guitar and like they just somehow know it's like muscle memory, even though they've never played a day in their lives and they pick it up really quickly and others need more practice, right? It's the same thing with channeling, with psychic mediumship skills. skills. We all have it. We're all innately spiritual beings. It just, it refines itself the more you practice and the more you believe. Awesome. And I've always heard the difference between different kinds of, I guess, like mediumships or psychics where you might be somebody who is more with like the visuals or somebody might be a little bit more auditory. So can you also maybe talk about how like information comes to us like that? Oh, yes. So (laughs) there are some of us who are seers, like my greatest forms of seeing and sensing are hearing and seeing. I will have visions of things. I will see spirits. I will see things floating around and I can hear them as well. I can hear them rather clearly, especially there are some spirits that are particularly good at being heard. It's very funny, but there are others like, you know, those who I train who are really like body, you know, and the more, the more that I've trained, the more all the senses will kick in and you can start feeling the psychic information pour through in all ways, really. But there's a lot of mediums that I work with when they're starting out, they, they might not be able to see clearly yet because the third eye is blocked, but they can just feel very viscerally in their body. They can just sense like you're saying, Greta, when you step into a room, it's like, oh, I don't want to be in here. Or you just happen to like pass by somebody and you're like, I just feel like they're not a good person. I don't know how I know that, but I just know it. The senses can all be enhanced, but there are some psychic mediums who see better, who hear better, who feel better in their body. It's just like a feeling where they know, right? Like Greta mentioned, I can walk into a room and just know something's off. And so, and some can really smell, some can like smell their loved ones. You know, I even get taste. Like, it's funny, I'll, I'll read for people sometimes and their loved ones will come and I'm just like, I just want a burger. Like, they're just <laughs> giving me a burger. I could feel it. And they'll be like, yeah, that was actually his favorite food or, or her oh. favorite food. And, and so there's certain things that you can feel and sense in your body and it gets quite beautiful, you know? And, and again, they can all be expanded on. You can ask, you can literally ask to see more. You can literally ask to hear spirit if you want to. Most of us just don't think we can ask that because some of us are either afraid or, or we just don't think that's possible. It's yes. so possible. You can, you can literally expand your psychic gifts by just asking to see, asking to hear. It's that simple. It really is. So as somebody that's a little bit more developed in this space, when you're just kind of walking around in life, I mean, in my mind, I'm imagining that there are just all these voices and all these images everywhere. Is that what it looks like for you? Or or have you also gotten to a place where you can kind of weed things out and go and put a protection shield or I don't know, a, some kind of a filter on where it's like, no, I'm not 
you know, what does that look like? Well, it's both. There are times where I definitely get flooded by other people's energies and let's say the things that they need to clear and haven't yet. I'll get flooded by those thoughts, memories, even like entity attachments, dark things, because that's part of what my gifts are really good at spotting since that's how my gifts were really developed in the first place, right? Through, through the pain, through the darkness. So I can very much hone in on people's shadows and what they've yet to clear and what wants to be clear so that they can emerge anew again. So... Yeah. I mean, it's very interesting. You know, sometimes when I'm looking at somebody and I'm having a conversation with somebody, I can see all their repressed stuff, right? So I can see them like raging inside or screaming at me. It's very interesting. And, but I can be having a normal conversation with them. And I know this has to do all with their trauma. I can usually see the lineage it comes from. I could see where it started. So it could at times be very overwhelming to have a normal conversation with somebody while seeing all their stuff at the same time. However, there are ways to work around this. And I have made my agreements with God's source, whatever you want to call it, that I don't get overwhelmed by these things. So that's partially like my own energy, being able to hold more capacity of things that I can see because it's what I want, right? It's how I make a living. So it's not that I'm trying to push what I see away. But, but in a way where it's manageable in my life so that I can still walk through life and be okay. But very much I could walk past somebody in the grocery store and boom, I can just get a hit of their whole timeline, where the trajectory is going, where if they do the deep healing, the beautiful things that can emerge in their lives, but also sometimes a likelihood that people won't work through those things and what that timeline looks for them too. And it could be hurtful. It could be sad to see these things. It's also difficult to date because. I could typically see if I'm if if I'm in somebody's future or not. And so it becomes quite interesting to say, to say the least. And I can see, again, their shadows before we're even in a relationship and the likelihood that they're able to to deal with those in this lifetime. So it's not the easiest thing to deal with, for sure. But there are ways to integrate this into your life where you can still go about living a full, abundant, happy you know life. Wow. I mean, that's like another term for red flag. Like you get like the announcement, the whole. (laughs) I mean, I know a lot of women who would probably love to have a little bit of that. (laughs) They can avoid some heartache, right? It, It took time to develop. It's not like just because I'm a psychic medium, I automatically had that. I had my own shadows and things to go through. Like I had my own ter like ups and downs and relationships that I needed to experience to learn. But now my gifts have really refined, especially in the last couple of years, they've really worked themselves out. And so it's interesting. It's almost like a to be continued. When I, when I find, when, when my man and I, when we come together, maybe we'll do an update interview. (laughs) Yes. Well, I feel like the work that you've done, there's, there's only, you know, one possibility that you're going to attract this amazing man who is at that same energetic level. So it's going to be good. Yes. It's, it's a knowingness, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's a knowingness. I, I know it will happen for me. And so in that knowingness, I just get to rest and there's so ups and downs, you know, sometimes you get lonely and you're like, oh my God, where is he? When's he coming? I'm sure all of us do as, you know, single women at some phase in our journey. But the point is to understand that what you see cannot be taken from you and what you see, all you need to do to get from where you are to what you see for yourself is the work. That's the spiritual work. It's the work in belief. It's the work in understanding yourself more. It's the work in 
becoming that woman that you really want to be and, and working out those kinks, so to speak, so that you can embody all that you really want to. And we don't have to be limited as women. We do not, that there, the limitations are lifting now. I know seemingly it might seem like there are things going on that try to place women back into, you know, their boxes from the past, but really it's melted away. And the more and more women see that all that, that BS from the past, past lineages, past history about women being suppressed, it is, damn near gone and women are reclaiming their power every single day within their intuition within their knowingness within their reclamation to to build and do and create and have all the things that they know they want yes i love how you just explained that it sounded like the best explanation of true manifestation that i have heard when you talked about working on yourself And in doing that, you're basically magnetizing this person to you. And I think so many times people think manifestation and they think, oh, like I'm just supposed to want something and wish it and it's supposed to appear for me. It it takes work and effort and growth to get there. But it's still manifestation. Yes, I don't. I think that's that is one thing that is a common misconception. It's I'm going to just pray on it and this thing is going to come to me tomorrow. Oftentimes we don't even realize the states that we're doing those prayers in is Mm. actually a very skewed version of ourselves that that's actually sending the prayer out sometimes in desperation or in neediness or in lack. Mm -hmm. So the work is to be so solid here, knowing that what's for you is for you, of course, and you have to bridge the gap. You have to bridge the gap between the old version of you and then the version of you, you know, is, is going to be like the lighthouse for all the things that you want. And maybe all the people you're here to serve too. You know, I see the more and more women who step into like their divine service where they're lit up by what they're doing and they're helping other people. Women become this hugely magnetic force. And that's what I love to help them do. That's where I love to help them be. It's in their states of love and abundance and possibility and knowing and in, in where they're going but there's just a lot of this self-doubt and self-doubt has like 500 different shades. <laughs> and then like, you know, the pain and the trauma from the past and, and, you know, the, the cycles of our relationships that we've been in the karmic wheel, you know, from our ancestry, all the things, you know, our ancestors choices in the past affect us right now too. So there's so many things that need to be worked out that as they are, the manifestation becomes this effortless process where it just comes and you're just living it day by day and you're you're taking it on bit by bit by bit you don't have to be overwhelmed by this huge picture but it starts to emerge and mm. it's so much fun yeah so basically i you know i'm sitting here thinking okay my curiosity is peaked in terms of you know how do i get started in all this like if this is what's speaking to me and i'm sure there's a lot of people that are hearing this going well what do i what do i do i i am i want to grow this more. I want to know more. So the work that you do with them, what does that look like? How do you guide them through this? Yeah, it's, I always think when you want to develop your intuition, get into a course. I am such, I'm a forever learner. I will learn a hundred things at a time. I'm always reading like a hundred different books at a time. I am such a learner and I've laid a lot of groundwork in that learning to be able to set that foundation for other women to learn their intuition. And it starts very slow in the ways that I teach it. I'm very slow and steady wins the race. So when I'm learning, when I'm teaching you how to learn to connect to your guides on the other side, 
I'm not just going to throw you in the deep end. We start in the shallow end where we need to do some inner child work first, and then we need to connect you to your higher self. You need to get to learn and know who your gatekeepers are. Then we start connecting you to your spirit guides. And then we start connecting you to spirits on the other side who might need your help, who maybe are your ancestors, who might need help transitioning and crossing over on the other side because they had a rough go, you know, in their death process. So these things take time. And what it comes down to is first and foremost, the way again, I, that I teach it. And I think any solid medium would is you got to use the gift on you first. The gift is pointless. If you can't see new layers and things that need to be cleared within you first, because as you do that, then you are a pool to all of those who need to do the same kind of work. And that's how it works. We take people as far as we gone, then we go and learn some more. And then we take people there. We go and learn some more. We take people there. So it's, it's very, very beautiful. It's deep internal work. It's a lot of guided visualizations and meditations. So I always tell people like step one, if you want to connect to your guides, your spirit guides on the other side, first connect to your inner child. And, and the numerous ages of your inner child, because there might be the newborn, there might be the infant, there might be the child, there might be the preteen, and then there might be the teenager, and they could have a set of different needs. And if your inner child's needs are not met on some basic level, especially with just more play and creativity in your life, it can be challenging to step into psychic mediumship because you have to really be in a space of receiving of moving past the fear and doubt that, oh, I'm just making this up because that's the main fear. I'm just making this up. So if you start by connecting with your inner child and you start really connecting the dots and see how it fits together and, oh, that's why my inner child has been doing this or sending me these kinds of memories, or that's why I always have this one need or reoccurring dream that keeps coming back. It's been my inner child. When you can see your own inner child has been trying to communicate with you for a long time through pictures, visuals, memories, wants, needs, desires, then things open up so you can start to hear your spirit guides. So you can start to hear your ancestors, people on the other side, but it just takes practice. We're strengthening a muscle of being able to trust and being able to heal on our own first and foremost. And then we take it to the streets. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. I know. And then you just brought my mind to like all these other places, like signs, for example, you know, when somebody passes on and you keep seeing things, like you were just saying these pictures or stuff like that. Like, what is that? Because I, I have had that happen to me multiple times. And I have a lot of friends who have had similar situations where, you know, this isn't mine, but somebody will say, you know, I always see a bluebird and that reminds me of my grandma or whatever. And so what is all of that? Do, do our spirits really send things like that to us? Is that really a sign? <laughs> 100%. They can't just show up and knock on your door and be like, hey, I'm here. I love you. Here's the message. One, they're not in physical form. Two, you might freak out if they did do that, right? There yeah, are plenty of people who have seen their loved ones before and they oftentimes they freak out. So they don't want to scare us. So what can they do? Well, they can send you signs and symbols, send her a feather, send her coins, send her the, the blue jay, send her the butterflies. In my case, my grandma sent her ladybugs and numbers, right? Yes. Reoccurring numbers. <laughs> That's what numbers are all about. Numbers are all about, you know, our spirit guides and our loved ones on the other side, sending us cues and message, pay attention to this thing, pay attention to this theme and topic. You're going to need to understand this right now. 
they will help you along the journey and say this way, this Mm -hmm. way, this is a great way to go or this thing that you're doing. Yes. Or I'm right here with you. They can't just outrightly say it to most people unless you're trained like myself or you, you come to a training, right? But you'll start to hear and notice this happens all the time in my courses too, where they have an aha moment. They have like a breakthrough finally, like, oh, that's how spirit communicates. I thought I was making it up the whole time, but this is them. And oh my gosh, that means they've been communicating with me at this point, this point, that point, this point. And you start filling in the blanks and it's like, oh my God, they've been there the whole time. They just didn't have any other more tangible way to make you believe because they have to communicate through your own auditory and, you know, brain synapses. So you mistaken it as yours, but the whole time it's them bringing in their telepathic communication with you. You just can't differentiate it yet. And it's that process. And once you do learn to differentiate and once you do get over the fear of it being your own imagination and you're just making it up and you just practice being in that state of at first unknowingness, that's when they can communicate more directly. But again, because they can't yet with you likely or with those who receive these signs and symbols, spirit will use these tools and mediums. And and my guides will do this all the time with me. Just the other day, I accidentally called 911 at 9.11 p.m. (laughs) (laughs) And they were pinging me to come back to some work that I started on 9.11 of last month. So it was this whole like, you know, just they're taking me through this journey of like, okay, go back there. Go back to that thing you were working on. It's not done yet. So I know how spirit communicates with me because I'm in that flow with them. So I can typically get, have a good grasp of, oh, that's what the feather means. Oh, that's what the number means. Oh, that's what this was. That wasn't an accident. Like, I just know, I just know now. So my husband and I, I've been seeing this for a while, but my husband just started every time we look at the clock, it's one, one, one or five, 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 or it's like every time it's a repeated number and it was kind of freaking him out. And I've been doing a little reading about it and stuff. Would you say that's if, if our listeners are having that experience? That's something to pay attention to, like maybe what your thoughts are during the time that you look up and see that time on the clock, or do you have anything kind of? I would say it's definitely your thoughts around the situation, but also if you're receiving, like you're saying, lots of it, one on one, five, 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 dot, 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 dot. What that feels like to me is ultimately spirit giving you the spearhead to do that thing that you're working on manifesting. So then I'd ask you, are you working on manifesting something with your husband, Greta? Because then spirit's saying, do that thing with him. And you guys probably need to come together is what I'm feeling in a stronger way with stronger force and stronger yeses to complete that thing and get that mission, let's say done or get that task completed. It's basically spirit saying, yes, it's like an applause. It's like, do that thing. Go there. Complete that. Awesome. Mm. I love that. I I think we should always be paying attention to all the signs, right? Just have an open mind about it and allow what's meant to come for you come through. Absolutely. Absolutely. And as you trust, right, it starts to happen more. (laughs) As you start to trust the the signs, symbols, and synchronicities, Mm -hmm. What once was, huh, that's funny is, oh, okay, this is what I'm supposed to be doing right now or pay extra attention to this in my life right now. Mm -hmm. That's what that is ultimately about. And when we can understand that there's actually no such thing as just a thing happening or a coincidence, 
life gets really interesting because you realize how in control you are and how spirit is right here with us. It's not separate. It's it's an intrinsic part of the human experience. You know, it's in every myth. It's like in every religion yes. We're we're not alone. We're being guided by forces that are greater than us. And somehow we are we are just as great at the same time. Right. Just as we were as women brainwashed that, you know, we're not these powerful, ethereal beings. We've been brainwashed that this is just, you know, life is not full of magic and wonder and spirituality. The veil starts to get lifted and you start to see there's so much more. There really is. There really is. And I think for like the collective conscious, it still freaks people out. You know, so like the majority of people are still quite afraid to acknowledge that spirit is real and and how absolutely magical and just purely miraculous life is on this planet and what we're here to do with our time here. I think it can overwhelm a lot of people. So and we've been conditioned into that overwhelm, too, actually, that as you start to just bit by bit, layer by layer, start removing the parts of you that say psychic mediumship isn't real or not for me. You, I feel like that's when you really get skin in the game. <laughs> I feel yeah. like that's when you start to like really level up your life because I see mediumship and, and psychic abilities as for everyone. When everyone starts to embody it and clear the things that are coming up that are blocking you from accessing that part of yourself, that's when you take ownership of what you're doing here. And it's not just accidental. You didn't just happen to get birthed on this planet for any old random reason. It's it's you're here on a mission. You're here with a purpose. You're here to experience and explore this lifetime as fully as you can. It's also true. And I think sometimes, too, we get caught up in like the terminology around things. So there's a lot of this funky stigma around what a psychic is, what a medium is. And religion. And religion. Things become woo woo and like, oh, or no evil, evil. Like we attach all these the, that's why I always think it's always interesting to define something because let's just be clear on like what it is that we're actually talking about because my perception and my belief system may say that that word or that idea is something different than what you're saying. And so when we get rid of sometimes even just the labels of something, ultimately we might be talking about the same thing or at least we can understand it on the same level without calling it something that might be a negative thing to me but is different to you. So I love that we can have these conversations and break things down and really get to the core of what the meaning is versus getting hung up on the word. So I know for me, even sometimes when I hear, and, and I love talking to psychics, like I'm all about it, sign me up, but there's still a little piece of me coming with, you know, from the religious background that I had that's like, oh, that's evil. Don't open up that portal. And the reality is, any experience that I have had in my life that has had to do with somebody who has psychic ability has never been a negative experience. That's been my experience. So for other people to come in and say, well, you shouldn't, or this is what this means. It's like, wait, are you sure we're talking about the same thing? Because some of what I'm hearing you saying that just is packaged differently is actually the same exact thing that I'm talking about. It's just we're getting hung up on the terms, right? So I love how you've been defining all of this and breaking it down to a place where we can all sort of understand like this is what we're talking about. You know, that that feeling in your gut that when we're talking about downloads, we're not just saying that 
you know, yes, there's an angel sitting on your head. It's like, these are just thoughts that all of a sudden might come up, you know, in your mind. And it's like, that didn't come from me. I've had that yeah. where I'm like, I didn't, that just didn't come from me. That was, came from somewhere else. So right. that, it's a download. Yeah, yes. exactly. And, and when you start to realize that's what's been happening, you realize how psychic mediumistic you naturally are. You know, again, like you're saying, Michelle, the, the psychic medium aspect and the languaging can make people feel far removed and make them feel like they don't have abilities. And it's actually so innately part of who we are to have those abilities. And we have them. We just don't oftentimes realize that's what's happening. Like you can instantly think of somebody right before they call you. You can just mm. somehow know, hey, I shouldn't be at such and such place today. And it ends yes. up being completely something you were supposed to, to do and, and stay away from that day or even just thinking about somebody, you know, and feeling like, huh, I don't feel like they're in the best place in space. How, how do you know that? Because if we sit here and we start to unpack these little synchronicities of this deeper knowingness that you just, hmm, just happened to be there, just happened to pop, pop in your head that day. That's not what we think it is. You know, it's not random. We're actually all very interconnected. And so I can tap in, into anything for you. And likewise, in numerous modalities that I teach, I could use you to tap into any information for me. That's how great of a psychic medium I am and how many tools I have access to where I can teach anybody how to be a tool and an insight and, and a, a psychic, you know, channel for anyone at a, with no prior experience. And so it's quite easy. We're all tapped into the field. We just don't know what to call it. Well, and I love that brag that you just did about yourself. Thank you for doing that. Because I do think also just on a little side note, us women don't do that enough. It's like, this is my gift. This is what I'm good at. And I'm going to let you know that. So I just want to acknowledge that. Thank you for, for being your own cheerleader at the same time. You know, it's so important that we do that for each other and that we do it for mm -hmm. ourselves too. Absolutely. But I feel like you had a burning something oh, going just, on. When you I were, sensed that. When you were talking about <laughs> intuition and how... It's like, yeah, we just throw that term around like, oh, yeah, women's intuition. But then nobody wants to really look at what that is, all those little things that we are feeling. And they say we're the only mammal that doesn't fully follow our intuition. We've been trained out of that, too. You know, an animal will walk into a space and realize there's danger yep. where, you know, maybe we will walk through that parking garage, you know, to and there's danger and we will feel that feeling and the hairs will go up on the back of our neck, but we'll still go to the car. And we've been trained out of trusting. I think it just keeps going back to like really knowing yourself yes. and being in touch with, like you were saying, your inner child, all of it. And just each level going through the layers to get to that full knowing and trusting. But here's the problem. We're also living in a society that tells us to numb out those feelings and yeah. drink, smoke, numb it all out. Oh, like yeah. I didn't You're like depressed. Feeling. You yeah. should get There's on medication for yeah. you, you know, and that's, I think where a lot of people probably have, they, they may not know it, but what they are experiencing is so much of this intuition and, and what we're talking about. But it feels uncomfortable and there's not a lot of room to have the conversation. So then we go to the doctor and say, Hey, something's not right with me. And then that's when the pill comes or, Hey, I just need to 
you know, intoxicate myself tonight just to go to bed because I'm something's not feeling right in my body. And instead of like sitting with that and really tuning into what that is and trusting that those what is happening right now is a message to you. Right. And and trying to dive into it. So I love that you said that for your program, for example, that is really what you start with is getting that like mind, body, spirit connection is what I'm hearing. <laughs> like, let's get all that aligned. Yeah, that's cool. The sad reality is that when a lot of people start waking up, especially women, I see this with almost all of my clients, they have similar stories where they're waking up. And sometimes they're waking up to things that don't feel good. They're waking up to the fact that they've been depressed for years or sometimes their whole life. They're waking up to the fact that their relationships, you know, are are less than what they deserve. They're waking up to the fact that, oh my God, they're not doing anything they really want to do in their own lives. So they wake up and then everyone around them, you know, it's still their old reality. So everyone will sort of tell them and recondition them, try to recondition them back into their old life so that they stay put and that things seem normal. You're not going to be normal after you start awakening. You're not going to be normal after that intuition starts coming online. You're going to start to see how you have been invalidated in your relationships. You're going to start to see oftentimes how you've been gaslit since you were a child, you know, oftentimes starting from, you know, when we're we little kids. And so then we get conditioned into thinking that that's normal. And then we manifest these relationships where it's all conditioning, where it's all gaslighting. And we start to wake up and it can be a painful experience. This is where a lot of people get drowned out in their awakening process. And that's why, like you're saying, Michelle, people will drink. People will get on prescription meds. People will numb out. People will start becoming super promiscuous. People will do whatever they can to try to escape the truth of what's trying to show itself. Because oftentimes the truth can be a harder pill to swallow than just staying where they are. But you get to a point in your awakening where you know your life is is so valuable. This lifetime, you're, you're never going to get this back ever. No matter what you do, you're not going to get that old time back. So do you sit and stand? Do you, do you stand for yourself and take responsibility or do you merge back into the old self that is numbing in whatever ways that you've numbed and allowing yourself to sort of disappear and my whole take on why I teach psychic mediumship is to empower individuals into who and what they really are and to help them understand how to have better relationships in their lives through the gift and not use the gift to push people away, but how to use the gift to, to bring community and people closer so that they can feel more accepted, more seen, more loved, more deeply understood not just for the ways they pretend to be, but for who and what they really are. And even if those parts aren't all pretty right now, that still gets to be seen and loved. And, and oftentimes people push these things away. That's ultimately what we're pushing away is the parts of ourselves that are unlovable, that are ugly, that are distasteful, that are whatever, right? All the unprocessed stuff, jealous, rageful, angry, you know, you name it. But that's what mediumship is here to help people release so they can be themselves. And I think, you know, that's great for our listeners to hear because this isn't just about like, oh, I want to talk to dead people. 
I was reading through your testimonials, your clients, you're helping them heal and recover from depression and severe anxiety where they couldn't even get through the day. And they're now recovered because of the work that you do. I got tingles when you said that. It's like, I forget. <laughs> Sometimes I have to go, I should go through my website and read those testimonials. Cause every time I do read a testimonial that comes in from a client, I'm like, wow, you know, I do my best and I give it to my ego, <laughs> but I understand that that's the, that's the, that's the benefit of being a channel of the light of the highest light that I could possibly hold for people. It's the information that they need to hear is what I provide. I don't give people, you know, I'm not, there are different types of mediums. I'm not an evidential medium. I'm not here to give you a message from Elvis Presley. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm here to help you identify the shadows that I could see so clearly that you need to release so that you can actually have a life of freedom so that you are actually not imprisoned by your own wounds anymore. That's what a lot of people are walking around doing. They're imprisoning themselves without knowing. They literally hold themselves hostage and have no idea. And it's like the silent killer. It's like this, we have all of these inner emotions and inner feelings, and we don't even know where to start, where to go, what it is, how to access it on a more regular basis. But through the feeling, through the knowingness, through the processing of that, which is trying so hard to come up and out of you, everything changes. And it's only from there that we, especially as women, make room for more good things to come. You, the good things can't land until you get rid of the old stuff that no longer serves you. And it's it's so much about letting go. It's so much about feeling those emotions that bubble up and not ignoring them anymore. Just made me think about like how good it feels when you clean your closet and get rid of all the old shit that's dusty and like it doesn't make you feel good when you put it on. It's too tight or whatever. And like that feeling of that breath of fresh air that you get when it's done. It's that's what's happening to your body and your soul. Yes. Oh, a good cleaning, right? A good cleaning. Yeah. Rest levels. It's like I. It's funny because I literally I need to do that right now. I was putting away some laundry. I was like, uh oh. Me too. I have to do it about every six months. I have to like clear clothes and. Yeah, you're like how? How does it get so bad already? <laughs> I just did it. <laughs> but we're like that. Yeah, we need to work say, on ourselves. Our yeah. minds are like that too. <laughs> yes. 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 So I'm just curious if. You know, there's anything you can kind of see for Michelle and I, I don't know if, you know, you can do a little reading for us if there's, you know, you want me to ask a specific thing or if you're picking up on anything, I think our listeners would kind of like to hear about that. I would love to. So I'll bring through a channeled message and usually the guides tend to rift and start bringing a lot of information through. They'll ask you questions likely about the things that they're tapped into and pulling in the field. And then I'm, I'm sure they, they'll probably give you a moment to ask questions for yourself too. Full disclosure, there's nothing off limits. You can ask whatever you want. And I would say, go with what's most burning first. Ask those, go like, get those out of the way. You know, any questions that you really want to know about, ask so we can get those out of the way for you first. My eyes will be closed because I'm going to go into a little bit of a deeper channeled state. And it's sort of like my, my consciousness in a way goes from the passenger, excuse me, the driver's seat to the passenger seat. So have fun. This will, this will be a lovely <laughs> quick little boop, little message from spirit. Have fun. I'll be just a moment. So really quick to our listeners, basically what's happening is Candace, we're on a Zoom call. And so we can see her 
you know, through Zoom, but we're also recording this for you because our podcast is audible. So anyway, we're letting her have her moment and Greta and I are just like, you know, hearts are going, (laughs) feeling we're sensing right now. We're, Mm -hmm. We're tuning into our own sensations. So, yeah, yeah. We're here. All the guides are here, including your guides. So first and foremost, ladies, there is very much an applause in the work. They're bringing through a collective message for the two of you. They're showing us the lifetimes of work that the two of you have done together and have continually found each other again and again and again. And oh, it's quite cool. funny because they're showing us that each and every time you find each other. It's just like a party. It's a celebration. So what they want you to do with your platform is they want you to create in-person live events. And it's like you two are bridge builders, community builders. It's these events where women get to come together. It's mainly women. Men are welcome to, we, we feel, but we see so many beautiful women coming together to access parts of themselves that they wouldn't otherwise have access to. So the both of you are being called into leadership positions together. There's expansion coming here. There's coaching down the road, should you choose to go that route as well. And certainly some books. So we're seeing this power of friendship, this power of leaning on one another and where it can really go and how it can take the two of you farther than you would have gone on your own. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yes, it does. So they're showing us these events being, of course, you know, tickets to sell, bringing people in, and then this sort of process of now maintaining the community. Now, what are you doing to hold that container of your community together? Because as you do that, things, they want you to build community right now, meaning gather the emails, keep the people together, keep the women knowing and and, uh, understanding of the things that you're building, because it will be important in the next couple of years here. And with that opening message, we allow and and open up the space for you all to ask any questions that you so desire. Who are our guides? <laughs> Is this Greta or Michelle? Michelle. Michelle, one moment. You have a grandmother here. She's dressed in this beautiful deep red. She is one of your main guides. She provides a rootedness, very grounded with the red color here. It would all, it would be all about your money, your connection to earth, very earthy, very powerful embodiment of nurturing. So she is one. We feel though that she's ascended, she's your grandmother, but she's ascended the grandmother role, meaning she's more in an angelic realm than an ancestor realm. Does this make sense? Yes. So she has, let us tap into what has ascended her because we're quite curious. One moment. She says love, love and prayers from the family, but she's very connected to you. So this is as you've risen, you've done work is what she's saying, Michelle, you've done some work. So through you, she's actually been ascending. We're seeing sound baths. We're seeing frequency. We're seeing music. We're hearing song. Do you sing? No. <laughs> who is the yeah. singer? Who sings or does sound baths? Is there someone in your family who does that? Not in my family. I've been going to sound baths by people that are just random, but not related at all. Well, <laughs> as far as I know. What she's showing us is that the sound creates the family environment that allows her to ascend higher and higher within your own frequency. So your frequency raises thus hers does too. So really she got to that angelic, let's call it state through you and the work that you're doing with sound. 
She does point to toning, that toning would be very good for you in your throat. Singing, ohms, ums, and in general, singing things that you love would really help you to continue to ascend in that process with her as well. This is very much about divine feminine empowerment. Not only are you and Greta rising together, but so with your grandmother, angelic grandmother, we will call her, on the other side at this time. And she's very connected to sound, very, very connected to sound for you. And it's a possibility for you to do the same kinds of sound baths should you so choose in the future in your own workshops or retreats or these sorts of things, it would be quite beneficial for you to learn this process as well. Hmm. I have been playing with them. So nice. Thank you. She likes this and this raises her vibration as well as <laughs> yours. So there's this, it's not playing. You, you, it is playing, but it's not. We hope you understand that. This is really the the natural impulse in you to get yourself to higher states of being that just know what to do. <laughs> and so your grandmother says, give yourself a lot more credit for just I've been playing with sound bath, uh, you know, and, and perhaps sound bowls. It's a lot deeper than that. It's this connectedness to sound and frequency and toning that is deeply connected to your ascension process. So keep going is what she says. Right. I would love to know who my guides are. This is Greta. Wonderful. Dear Greta, give us a moment. And to Michelle, this is just one guide coming through at this time. There, There is a team, we feel, of three others as well. That would be in and of, in and of itself a whole nother reading. But there are three others behind. Oh, so man. the one today is the one who's most connected to you at this time. Your grandmother, your angelic grandmother. We feel she comes from the father's lineage. And there are others, though. We will say that there, there are others. So for dear Greta, give us a moment here. Dear Greta, you have, mm -hmm, there is a tall, whenever, whenever we see the very tall, tall beings that are working through you, there's a version of you that is your own guide. It's moving through you. It's not separate. This is a version of you. You can almost see it as a future self, even a past self. Timelines get kind of funny. When we start tapping into the frequencies of our other beingnesses, our other embodiments, we're seeing a star seed, basically a Pleiadian that's here on this planet that is now you, that is now Greta. So you're absolutely here on a mission is what the message is for you. You are in your, we don't know if you know much about the Pleiadians. Do you know much about them? No, I don't. So Pleiadians are, well, they're from the Pleiades, the Taurus constellation. They are definitely here on a light mission for the planet to raise the vibration of the collective conscious so that humanity begins to rise with more and more ease. So what this version of you that is guiding you that we will say it, it can be seen as an embodiment, as a guide. It's very tall, very feminine, very blonde and blue eyed. <laughs> very light, very light body, light frequency, lots of light energy and dressed in light blue. So with this, it's the you are being asked to lock in on your mission a little bit more. You're being asked to should you so choose right to do to do this at this time. You're being asked to lock in on the mission a little bit more so that there is an easier path for people to follow behind you. Does that make sense? Mm hmm. I've been feeling blocked and I've been feeling stagnant lately. Does this it does. Does this have to do with 
food. I know we're talking about That's My Girl and all the journey that Michelle and I are on together, but I also feel a strong calling to creating recipes. Yes. It's all the things. It's these things might seem separate now, but they're not going to be soon enough. So you do need to create because they're going to feed each other. So this is why collectively for the both of you really, and especially you, it will be important for you to create this sort of client journey, a book and the books coming through. We could see recipe books, the books refining themselves, this client journey into being able to follow your lifestyle, follow your habits, follow who and what you really are by nature. So books, memberships, freebies, again, this is about building your community as well. And you need to be followed, growing your audience, growing your audience, growing, being seen, and they just keep showing you on a path and others, you need to carve a path that's sort of wide and thick enough for multiple people to follow you at once. Meaning there's a row of three people and four people behind them and then five and then three. And, you know, it's like the, the, the way needs to be thick enough for people to know why they're following you and what they're getting out of the experience. Can I ask um, what I need to do? Just put out more work, put out more creation. Is that what they're saying? Yes. And there's some, there's some blocks in the solar plexus. It's content. It's also PDFs. It's also, we're seeing these things that you're sending people. We don't know if it's, well, recipes, PDFs, how-to guides, helping people understand, do, do you have healthy nutrition in your life? Here's how you can find out <laughs> mm-hmm. these tools. There's a block in the solar plexus mm-hmm. though. One moment. So there's a block in the solar plexus that's being carried from the mother's lineage, at least mm. at this first layer that we're seeing, there could also be layers from father's lineage at some point. But the biggest block right now is one that you're carrying on behalf of your mother and mother's lineage, powerlessness, loss, and abandonment. Do you understand what these are? I do. Okay. So as you as you clear these trapped emotions, as you clear this old story, it will become easier for you to create, mm-hmm. to do. Also, don't think you have to do it all by yourself. We see maybe if you could get a virtual assistant to help you with some things, the more you have help, the easier it's going to be. This is not about Greta needing to do all things by herself. This is about delegation and giving you the space to create the path again for those to follow you and clearing out this solar plexus wound block that's been inherited. It's not yours. That's the important thing to understand. The wound is not yours. You've simply embodied it and carried it like it is, as most of us do with these childhood wounds where It's actually, uh, we feel as a child, our duty to carry the same wound to make the parent feel better. Unbeknownst to us, we just end up carrying the wound and not making anybody feel better. In fact, making ourselves feel worse in the process. So it it goes back. It goes back to something that you try to take on to help someone else, namely your mother. But of course, it would have backfired in time. So yes, we hope this makes sense. It all does. Wonderful. Wonderful. As a closing message for the both of you, give us a moment here. It is, they keep showing us a party. They're saying this, <laughs> two of you are creating, this is a celebration. So see it as nothing less than that. What they're saying is they want to see you both have even more fun. They're showing us you all, we don't know if you drink a little champagne or maybe it's 
apple cider, <laughs> but it's something bubbly and it's like sipping and having fun and flowers and balloons in the background. This is a celebration. You two will be bringing many women back home to themselves. And it is a celebration. It's like a new birthday. It's it's a birthday for yourselves and for those who come in contact with you. So celebrate it as such is what they're saying and showcase that in your brand and or brands together. So have fun is the message here. Let loose, be silly, be hilarious, be yourselves. Let people see how wild and free you really are. That is their closing <laughs> message to the both of you. Much, much love. Ah, I feel like we need to plan oh, a birthday party for January. Where's the champagne? <laughs> oh my gosh. Bring it. They were just showing me you guys popping bottles. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, we, we do, definitely do, that. do that. Yeah, <laughs> We do it and we can do more of it. And well, I, I actually just had this vision as you were saying that final thought of, of talking about it being a celebration and you balloons and flowers. And I was, you know, I didn't know Michelle when she was a little girl, but I had this vision. I know how I was as a little girl. Everything was a party and I just loved celebrating life and I just, I saw both of us like little girls with all this energy and like laughter and laughter. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Dressed up like yes. ashes. That, that's like exactly what I saw too. And how important that is when you start meeting those needs of the inner child. And sometimes it's not even like this need. It's like, just play, just play for a play with your play for yourselves, play with each other, like have fun because the more fun you have, the more people are going to find you and be like, who, who are these, like, who are these gals? You know, it just be something that flows even more effortlessly from your hearts because you're just having a ball, you know? I love that. And why wouldn't it? That makes so much sense, but we tend to overthink things, right? Totally. And you know, just something that was kind of profound that happened to me while you were speaking to Greta was just like two days ago, I was texting her talking about, we need to do some, I don't know, some kind of educational things online and, and get emails together <laughs> and start getting the email thing together and like all of this stuff. And so I was interested also when she asked the question, is it just for the food thing or does it mean that it's for this too? And I think sometimes when we do start to really tap into that intuitiveness that we have, these types of things are validated. <laughs> like they're not coincidental. It's like, why would that was that message for me to, for her also was coming in so powerfully when I was texting her. And I even said, I'm like, I'm so energized right now. Like, I just feel like I have to get this information to you. We can talk about it later, but like, you need to know this. <laughs> <And> so <laughs> She was like, yeah, let's totally have a conversation about this. And so the fact that this is even coming up right now, which we had no idea where this, even our whole conversation was going to go today. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I, I feel like you were very <laughs> in tune. She was t definitely picking up on that. And when you talked about the recipe book, when you started talking about book, I was just on a walk. That's when I do a lot of my meditating. I don't do as well just sitting. And I got a message. You need to write a cookbook and you need to get serious about it. And it, and I hadn't told anybody that nobody. <laughs> And so it was really cool. When So when you're asking if this makes sense, I'm like, oh my gosh, it so makes sense. <laughs> so much. It almost, it almost always does make sense for people. And I think that's the important thing. One, understanding clearly how in tune you are, because if I and you are all picking up on the same things, then this, again, these are the things that they're giving you like right now. This is like on your to-do list right now. And that's how I always see it. Like people always have this, 
they have to do's from spirit. You know, we have these to do lists from spirit. And should we choose to answer the call? We do. And if there's delays or not now, or maybe this is for the future, whatever the case is, we we get to decide. But clearly from this reading, both of you are building out a brand like with the podcast and with the separate things you'll probably be doing. And it's like even just talking about it, you know, like Greta, I can see you doing things for the Food Network and on new I see you like, I don't know, I'm getting this strong image of you on the news or some, what are, what are those things, you know, where they sell the rings and the jewelry? Like a QVC? <laughs> QVC? <laughs> I'm literally seeing you on that. I don't know what you're selling. I don't know if it's your cookbook. Hey. But I'm seeing you on wow. that. So it's a, it's a matter of like, do the thing and the next thing unfolds. Now, oftentimes guides won't tell you the, the bigger things that they see you doing because they don't want you to be overwhelmed, Right. They don't want you to feel like, how am I ever going to get there? How's that going to come together? Right. But just trust. And I, I will tell you, if you just trust and do it, things will come together. And I'll, and I'll give you an example of how, okay. A couple of years ago through a mentor, I met a now friend of mine. He's a former NFL player. You would think, you know, a former NFL player and a, a little known psychic medium at the time, like, what do they have in common? We just both really like mentally clicked and just really understood each other. And so next month, we're literally launching a course called Venus Illumination. And it's all about combining the gene keys, which he just studied and became a facilitator and guide in, and me combining that with one of my processes that I've created, Psychic Somatics. We're bringing these two things together and we're creating a course on love to help people decondition themselves from the things that they experienced in childhood to embody healthier relationships moving forward. The, the day I met him, I saw us doing this course and I thought I was crazy. I was like, how is a little psychic medium gonna do a spiritual based course with a former NFL player? How does that even fit together? But here we are. <laughs> and the people you're able to reach is so much broader because of that. It's all divine design. Exactly. So we don't know by just following our very will how things can really align. So really, I mean, the message is like, build the brand, build out the vision, have fun. Like that's what this is about for the two of you. It's like taking the embodiments of that, those little girls that just want to play dress up and have fun and just like scream and have do whatever they want to do and have fun in the process. That's the brand. And that's going to be, I feel the thing that feeds, helps feed everything else. So just know that it's already moving. It's already in motion. It's being lived. I think it was helpful hearing that the help is going to come. Like we don't have to do it all by ourselves because it is really, it can be overwhelming getting the little messages and well, how am I supposed to do all of this? And yes, get help. You're not supposed to do it alone. That's, that's the main message too. you know, get, get yourself a VA. They are quite handy. I have a couple. <laughs> mm -hmm. All right. I have to ask more questions about that <laughs> next time. Like, yes. where do you even start with that? No, we'll figure it out. But. Thank you so much. This has been, I can't even put it into words, just an incredible gift. Not only just hearing about everything you offer and to let our listeners know that this kind of help is out there and we're definitely going to put your contact information in the show notes so that people can reach you and they can, they can do this work and get to that next level. And I just think you're, you're really healing in, and doing the thing that this this earth needs right now. 
So thank you so much for all that you're doing. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for seeing me and for having me on again at that point. Like, oh my gosh, thank you for coming back. (laughs) I think we need a VA for the technical stuff. That's what we need. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. But you're so special. We needed you here twice. So that must have been what it was. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. If you liked what you heard and were your girls, please share and add a review on iTunes so we can continue to grow our circle. You can also find us on Instagram and TikTok at That's My Girl Podcast.